My name is Babette Leim, Deputy Editor for the BGSM, and it's my great pleasure to introduce to you Mark Huizinga, a Dutch judoka, five-time European and Olympic champion. Mark won the gold medal in the men's under 90-kilogram class at the 2000 Summer Olympics and took bronze both at the 1996 and 2004 Summer Olympics. So welcome, Mark. Yes, thank you. And you have a very long and distinguished judo career. Could you maybe tell us a little story about your most memorable moments during your career? Uh, yes, I think you already uh, mentioned my me- most memorable moment, which was uh, winning the gold at the Olympics. For a judo player, as for most Olympic sports, the main events are the Olympic Games. We have uh, European Championships, World Championships, and other World Cup or National Championships, but the the, the most uh, impressive tournaments for us are the Olympic Games every four years. And I have been able to compete four times, and then winning the gold was for me the ultimate goal during my career. So I was very happy to achieve that once in my career. So the, that day in 2000, for me, was my... Uh, yeah, most memorable day in my judo career. And and can you take us a little bit through that day? How how did it go? I mean, in 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 judo we always compete uh, all our matches on the same day. So the day starts in the early in the morning with the weigh-in, and then in the morning you start with the round one. And if you keep winning, then you can keep competing until you reach the final, which will be at the end of the day. And for me, in those Olympics, there were uh, five rounds, the first three rounds in the morning, and then we had a break, and then there were the semi-final and the final. So yeah, it, it was, um, uh, you, you, you work towards the day for, for years, and then it all happens in one day, and it can be over after one fight, uh, but for me, it uh, kept on going until uh, I won the final at the end of the day, so... It's just one day that makes a big difference in your career. And and does that make you more nervous or less nervous? Or is it, um, how, how do you uh, deal with the emotions or the, the tension? Uh, yeah, the tension builds up uh, a bit during the years towards the Olympics. But then, of course, especially in the last few weeks, working towards the Olympics and uh, the difference between an Olympics and a World Championships is, uh, especially from the outside world, much more media attention. Everybody is looking towards that the, the, those Olympic Games. Now it was uh, in 2000. It was in, uh, of course, in Sydney, Australia. So we had to go there early. Uh, first, we traveled to Japan. Then we went from Japan. Uh, we stayed there for a week for training and getting used to the time difference. And then uh, we traveled to Australia. And then, yeah, the build-up intention is really what I like. For some people, it's maybe more of a problem or maybe even kind of suffocating to have so much pressure or tension. And for me, um, I've always enjoyed the tension. The more pressure that was on, the more I felt I was in the right place to to give my best performance. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. But you, you briefly mentioned the weighing in. What time yeah. is the weighing in and, and how much time is there between the weighing in and the first match? And were you concerned about the weighing in? No, the weigh in is in the morning, mostly somewhere around seven, from seven to seven thirty or something. And 
what you see mostly is that uh, people try to be as uh, heavy as they can within the limit of the weight category. So my weight category is under 90. So people try to weigh between 89 and 90 kilos. Because if you weigh uh, 84, then you have a disadvantage against people who are, are just inside the weight limit. Because you want to be as strong as you can. Uh, so most people are just normally uh, above the weight category and try to be just uh, under the weight category that they have to be in. For me, the 90 kilos was not really a problem. I was around 90 kilos uh, for myself, uh, normally during training. Um, and what I was more concerned is that I had to get up early out of bed. I don't like the mornings. So I try to stay in bed as long as I can and then go to the end of the weigh-in when all the that's, then that's not so busy anymore at the weigh-in because most people are waiting a quarter before the opening of the weigh-in and then it's very busy there every with hungry and thirsty people and i try to uh, avoid that rush and uh, go in late uh, because i'm sure i will i will be at the right weight makes it more relaxed for me and then after the weighing, do you have the tendency to then drink and eat a lot, or is that not that's not an issue for you, or that was not an issue for you at um, the time? For, yeah, for me it was not such an issue. I just had breakfast, but um, for people who have to lose a lot of weight, yeah, they bring their breakfast and and drinks to the weigh-in, so they can have a drink uh, ten seconds after they step off the uh, of the scales. When you are above the weight limit, you, tr you try to lose the weight, and some people have to lose a lot of weight. Um, recently, they changed the, the timing of the weigh-in. They changed it to the day before the competition, the evening before the competition, with the argument that it would, it's, it's healthier and to have more recovery time after weigh-in. I think it's not healthier. I think when you have more time to recover, people will try to lose even more weight because they know they can recover during the night. So losing weight will be even more drastic and maybe uh, in an unhealthy way or losing even more weight than they normally should. Yeah, I see your point. So, because yeah, then, so then I, they can even dehydrate themselves or really starve yeah. themselves because they have more time to catch up. Yeah, yeah. So I think... Uh, doing the weigh-in in the morning closer to the competition will force people to fight in a weight category that they belong in instead of uh, trying to get one weight category uh, lower. We were, we're talking now a little bit about medical issues. Um, mm -hmm. You've had some medical issues during your career. Can you tell us a little bit about your injuries? Yes, uh, everybody who's doing sports every day at high level for years will have some injuries. It's inevitable. And in judo, which is a contact sport with unexpected, uncontrollable movements or reactions from opponents, it is inevitable that you will get uh, some injuries. I think I've been quite lucky. Uh, I, of course, I've had some injuries, but no major injuries that really threatened my career or uh, forced me to uh, quit my judo career. Yes, I've, I think the most problems I've had uh, are with my knees. Um, uh, I have had some uh, torn ligaments, left, right, outside, inside, sometimes um, 
light and sometimes uh, more serious. So, yeah, sometimes it has, has cost me a few months to recover from that and to come back at the normal level. But I'm, I can gladly say that uh, I can still do everything with my knees, even after I have done the high-level judo until I was 35. Uh, I can still uh, enjoy every kind of sports with my knees. So uh, I'm I'm kind of glad that I'm still in one piece. I saw some interesting serving pictures of you on your website, so it seems like you're enjoying that. Yes, yes. <laughs> there, there is some discussion whether it's possible to prevent a knee injury by by strength training, by by exercises, maybe by adapting the judo rules. Do you think it will be possible in the future to, to prevent these injuries? Preventing is impossible because there will always be situations where things can happen, uh, accidents happen, especially when you are fighting against an opponent with power and you never know which movements will be coming in the next few seconds. That's the essence of judo. You want to surprise people and uh, every opponent is moving in a, in a different way, a different style. So it's not a, a controlled technique like swimming or athletics. So accidents will, will always happen. But yes, I do think that you can reduce the risk by uh, good training. You have to make sure that your body can endure the trainings, the judo trainings that you want to make. If you go too fast in your uh, training regime, if, you, uh, if your body is not uh, ready for real heavy judo training, then uh, then you'll have, you'll have more risk of injuries. So um, uh, that that's a, a long-term investment that you have to make. It, it takes time for your body, for your muscles, for your ligaments, for everything to, to grow stronger and to be ready for the tension that be, can be put on uh, your body during heavy judo training. And the second thing is, I think, uh, is a role for the, the trainers, which should have an eye for that. Also, during training or during more trainings, during a week or a training camp, when your body gets tired, your coordination gets less. And it's always a, a, a small balance between trying to do more than you have done before, trying to push your boundaries, and at the same time, make sure that uh, you uh, take care of your body that you don't risk uh, injuries. But if you stay too safe, you're not training hard enough. But if you're doing too much when your body is very tired, you have more risk of injury. So that's always precious balance that you're looking for when you want to push yourself. Uh, I think the role of the trainer, he should have the expertise and the experience to, to feel that balance, especially when you're very tired, when you're training hard, for an athlete, sometimes hard to feel whether it's enough or that you can push it a little more. The trainer should also have a feeling for that and maybe say, okay, for today it's enough. Now some rest, recover, so that you can make a good training tomorrow again. And is this something you would like to do as well? Would you like to, be, to give some judo training or are you thinking about going a completely different direction? Because you would be the ideal person to help the next generation. Yes, I, so, I sometimes do that. I'm not um, a full-time trainer at the moment. I have been the uh, national junior trainer for the Netherlands. So in 
when I was that trainer, I was, uh, yes, also with, with my group of judo players uh, looking towards to that balance. Some judo players naturally try to push their boundaries every time and you have to warn them and slow them down sometimes. And some others are more afraid to search for their boundaries and you have to push them more to put more energy and, and, and search for that area that they are probably uh, subconsciously afraid of um, to search for their boundaries. So that's a very interesting to, to, to see that and to try to get the most out of every uh, player. For, for me, I've only learned as a judo player to follow my own body, my own training regime. And it's interesting now to see that uh, and try to see that for different judo players, different personalities. Then the, then the final question. Well, judo is a, is a great sport and it has a lot of tradition and for some people even a spiritual side to it. Is this something that judo had meant, has meant to you or, or is that totally different from your sporting career? Yeah, for me, judo was the, the main aspect in my life for about 15, 16, 17 years when I started to do it at the, the highest level when I was well, around 17, something like that, until I was uh, 35. All important decisions that I made in my life uh, involved also judo and my training and my goal towards a championship the next year. So I was working with judo every day, but not so much that spiritual side that uh, some people search in judo. I think the nice fact about judo that it has different aspects for different for different people. Some have never played uh, competition, has never worked towards championships, but they work with judo. They work the more traditional way of judo and develop their techniques probably more interested in the spiritual side. For me, it was um, developing my own talents. I uh, discovered that I had talent for the sport. Um, so I decided I wanted to exploit that talent to to the maximum and see what I was capable of. What also interests me is that it's a very direct confrontation with yourself and with your opponent because you have a really direct contact. You can your opponent but you can feel your opponent which makes it um, much more interesting for me than uh, for instance a sport which you do by yourself like running or cycling or swimming when you play a ga game against an opponent with volleyball or tennis you see your opponent but he's not always that close and in judo you're as close as you can get and that's what makes it for me the most uh, interesting that you can really feel whether your opponent is aggressive or defensive or dominant or scared when I make certain movements. So that, that makes every opponent and every match and every training, uh, training match uh, always interesting still when I go to the training now. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing all your um, ideas and experiences with us. Is there anything else you would like to... Uh, yeah, just just point out or or uh, or share with us about your career. Yeah, thinking about the uh, medical side of things, I've talked about some about some injuries. When I had an injury, um, of course, that's a setback. If you want to train and be at your best and work towards championships, so you're always thinking about the next European or World Championships. 
uh, that is coming up. And when you have an injury, then the planning will be different and you're concerned about, can I be at my best form at the next championships? But it's just staying focused on the process, what you can do at that moment. And sometimes when you're injured, the only thing you can do is put some eyes on it and wait and rest. And there's nothing else to do. And then maybe the next step is uh, when it's a knee injury, just easy walking and then maybe easy cycling without resistance. So you have to take it step by step every time and be patient, be very patient. In recovering from injury, I think the most common mistake, and I've made it myself as well, is to try to go too fast, wanting to do things too early. So being patient with um, uh, injuries is hard because you always want to push yourself, but it's better to do something three days too late than one day too soon because that can give you another setback of maybe two weeks more. So recovery from injury is uh, a lot about... about, uh, taking it small steps at a time and being patient. And and is there any way that um, sports physicians or sports physiotherapists or trainers can help you in this process? Yes, I've always worked with uh, the physiotherapist, the doctors or the surgeon you know, to give a diagnosis about um, what the status is of an injury. And when it's an, uh, a doctor who is used to work with uh, top athletes, they know the drive that they always want to push it. So it's good for the doctors to realize that. When you have a normal patient and you say, okay, you have to take three weeks rest, they will probably take three weeks rest. If you just say that to a top athlete, he'll take three days rest and try to see what he can do. So uh, it's good to realize that um, when you're working with top athletes, you really have to Uh, keep track of what they're doing and what they're not doing. Mostly try to slow them down uh, to make sure that they don't go too fast. Very good uh, take-home message for the uh, the sports physicians and physiotherapists uh, listening to this podcast. So we'll keep that in mind and thank you again for your time and for, for sharing all this very valuable information with us. Thank you, Mark. Okay, you're welcome.